Hello and welcome. My name is Atiana. You're one and only hostess and you're now listening to Allegory of the Mind. If you haven't already, before you listen to this episode, just go back and listen to the intro session. It explains the title that I gave this podcast and also my direction for my podcast. And word of mouth is everything, so if you could just let one or two friends know and share, I'd really, really appreciate it. But today's episode was inspired by an interaction I had with a friend recently, and I really wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's something that you all go through at least once or twice in your life. If you are on the path of doing some sort of passion in life or just doing better for yourself. Okay, so before I start, let me just tell my little story. So, like I mentioned previously in the intro session, I moved to Miami to um, finish out my bachelor's degree and I got into a relationship. I was uh, doing a couple jobs at the time at least when I first first got to FIU I had a little friend group I was kind of a part of um, so pretty much I just had a lot of changing things around me my entire environment changed from me being back at home so I guess it was bound to say that I was going to change myself I'm still the same person I am at my very core but a lot of things about me that I once did or said or wore I no longer do that and this friend of mine, who was very close to me, um, started to notice it. And of course, the friend that they were friends with at first is no longer there. I think they weren't upset with the change I had. I think they were more so scared because now it's like, how are we relating at all? Like, you're completely different and I'm not sure like how to take it because as your friend, we used to do this together. We used to say these things together. You used to dress like this. You used to not care about that. But now I do. You know, things have totally changed. I've completely tossed out a couple things that I used to do. I think it's natural after a while that you do that. But for me, since I moved here for school and I'm seeking a lot of things uh, out, I think I just dropped them out of nowhere and it was just unexpected. So when me and this friend hung out, it was kind of like very obvious. It was right in their face and they didn't like it. They said something about it. Well, I actually had to go to that friend and say something about it. And then we talked about it and discussed. But I think the thing that kept, I guess, getting to me was when I talked about change, it was as if I was attacking them. Like they were acting as if I was attacking their character or telling them to change what type of person they were as a whole. And that wasn't the case at all. It was more so like, okay, You've noticed I've changed, and yes, I'm glad that you see I've changed because I worked really hard on this. Thank you for noticing. But, and you've, you've kind of said the same, and we're kind of like, it's it, the friendship is kind of up in the air because we don't know where we meet, where's the middle ground, where do we relate. Like, it's kind of we have to be friends all over again. We have to start all over again. That's what I was trying to tell that friend. And they were kind of taking it as, you've changed, and you're asking me to change. And I was just like... I, I don't know, like, why are you being so negative about this? You're the only friend that I have that is telling me that I've changed and is not taking it well. And I was just, I don't know, it kind of boggled my mind. Like, why, why do they see it like that? Why is it such a bad thing to them? And I think after talking to them for a while, I had to keep stepping back to kind of collect myself because I don't like arguing anymore. I don't know what it is. I think I've just outgrown it. I'm over it. I had to collect myself and just tell myself, look, I get it. I understand where they're coming from, but we've changed. This is me talking to myself. We've changed. 
We can't take it back. We're not going to take it back. Because there was a moment where I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, maybe I should go back to my old ways. Maybe I should go back to doing this and everything. Which is which I think is crazy because if you know me personally, I've just gone through so much stuff for me to be in this place in my life now. Like, this is a lot of progress. I can't just change it just because one of my close friends don't like it. But... Yeah, like I had to collect myself and just talk to myself and let myself know like, okay, even though they aren't comfortable, you still have to just tell your truth and and we could go from there. Whether the friendship stays or whether the friendship crumbles, you know at the end of the day that you remain true to yourself. And I think that's that's more important than anything, than anything, honestly, because if you just go back to being the way you were before just to be friends with somebody, that's just fake. <clears throat> and that's just not the type of person I am. So uh, I tried to talk to them and it turned into an argument. I didn't want it to be an argument. I wanted it to be a conversation. But the things that were said, it was kind of like attacking. And I just, I got a little, you know, my emotions got attached. And I was just impulsively texting. And after a while, when I texted my last response, I just left it at that. And that was that. But I think this is an issue, like I said, I think everyone goes through with at least one person in their life. The thing is, why does everybody see change in such a negative light? Why is it such a bad thing? And this isn't the first time I guess I've been asked. I think it's just been recently this is the first time I've been asked. When I was a kid, it was something I was always told. Oh, you're changing. Oh, you're doing this. You know, like... <clears throat> Why do you talk like that now? Yes, I'm very proper. We get it, okay? It's just because I'm educated. Like, it's just because I am a bookworm. I'm into school. I'm into a lot of stuff that I guess typically people aren't into back at home. It's just who I am at the end of the day. And I can't just change that to make people feel comfortable around me. You have to think the same way, though. I think that's something that we should be encouraging. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But I think we should be embracing and encouraging change instead of discouraging and making people feel bad for it. Because where I'm from, back in Fort Myers, people always say, or they always make you feel like the moment you change, you just switched up on them. Like, are we expected to say the same? Am I expected to do what you do all the time? Am I expected to stay in the same place just so you could feel better? Like... To me, it just doesn't make sense, and I'm starting to notice that <clears throat> people who think that way usually stay together, and they just keep each other down, and that's just not, that's not what's up. We don't have, especially in the black community, we don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, what is up with my voice? I'm sorry, you guys, but like, yeah, like, we don't have a lot of role models, so we just have each other, that's it. Especially if you're calling yourself somebody's friend, I think that you should be encouraging their growth. You should be encouraging them to do better for themselves. You shouldn't be trying to do anything negative to put them off their path. Like, it's really hard. Like, a person, of course, is a person who's changed a lot. I can say that throughout my process, it's already hard that I'm going through it, right? Because it requires a lot of self-discipline, a lot of self-control, and that's already hard within itself. But then someone's already, like, in my face telling me, oh, you switching up. Oh, you you getting bougie now. Or, oh, you doing this now. Like, yes, I am. Like, <laughs> and if you do better for yourself, you could be like this too. But it's just like, why do we even have to go through that? Especially back at home. Why do we have to put up with those questions and those remarks from other people and them feeling like it's okay? Right? 
So this is what this entire episode was based on. Just the idea that change is growth and change is not a negative thing. And I really wanted to understand where my friend came from instead of judging them and kind of just looking down on them. I just feel like we're not in a place to judge. Nobody is. And we're all equally human. And instead of the first emotion being judgment or it being negative or being upset with someone, we should try to understand where people are coming from. And I don't know if that's just because the way I am as a person or the place I've gotten to in my life where I try to understand people instead of being upset with them first. But it's just like I've come to see that it's it's a better approach than you just being upset with everybody. It really is. And it kind of is interesting. I've always been a very observant person. I could sit around you for like 10 minutes and figure out some stuff and list it all if you was to ask me. It's just how I am naturally. So after I had this interaction with my friend, I kind of did a little research for this episode. And I just kind of told myself that I really want to talk about this. This is just something that I see in too many people. Uh, it's just... It's too, it's too saturated back at home in Fort Myers. Lee County is just full of people who like to bring other people down, and it's sad. So, anyways, <laughs> we're going to hop into the four things that cause change to go from my personal story to what I really want to talk about. The four things that cause change are intentional, natural evolution, life-changing event, or force. You could have two of these, three of these, four of these, but you will always have at least one. Intentional could be, I want to say have a baby, but I don't know if people are intentionally out, out here having babies or it just happens. So maybe intentional could be like you decided to um, go to school. You decided to go back to school to go do something that you wanted. That's something that you decided to do. So you do what you need to do in order to get to that point. A natural evolution example would be um, you looking back from your 20-year-old self to your 15-year-old self, or your 20-year-old self compared to your 30-year-old your 30 year old self. It's gonna be a natural evolution because there's gonna be a natural shift in the way that you do things based on the things that happen to you in life. And moving on to the life-changing event, then I guess a good example would be the baby because once you got a baby, everything changes, whether y'all stay together or not, whether you got to go find a place to live so that you can have a place for your child when they're born. Whether uh, whether or not you have a job or need a job, just having a child, I think, is the best example for life-changing event. But it could also be um, marriage. And considering my audience really is my people back home, a lot of us have a little, you know, commitment issues. <laughs> so maybe a relationship would be a life-changing event. Um, you've decided to commit yourself to being with someone else and being more vulnerable, hopefully, at least, more vulnerable. And, you know, opening up, that's that's life-changing because sometimes your partners and your romantic partners, at least, can help you or push you to do things that you don't typically do or normally think about. And then force being the fourth one, on an extreme level, I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, death or war. But uh, I, I was thinking earlier by personal experience, force could be when you were younger, given certain responsibilities that force you to be more mature at a younger age. And I'm the oldest of seven, so that's where I come from on that. As the oldest of seven, I've pretty much done everything under the sun for my siblings. I've kind of been the second mother. 
I down to the point of teaching them how to read, write their own names and numbers and letters and giving them baths and cooking and cleaning and being there for them emotionally and physically. Like to this day, my siblings know without a doubt if they dial my phone number, I'm I'm catching whatever ride I need to to be home to be there for them. <clears throat> And I think that's why I have like a motherly vibe to me. It's just when I was younger, I was kind of forced to be like that. I was forced to be there for them. And I think that that's something that a lot of black children in America could relate to overall, not just me being the oldest of seven. But, you know, when you're uh, younger and maybe your parent was a nurse or had night shifts at a particular job and you were forced to learn how to cook or forced to learn how to like, you know, be independent and on your own. It's just something that I think a lot more black children go through than any other race, but I could be wrong. But those are the four causes of change. And I, I was coming across this question because I think it's funny. I think it's like something that people think when they get into a relationship and when they start talking to people, they, they could just do. No, you cannot change people. You cannot, okay? It is unnatural and it's not genuine. You, you want their inner evolution to be natural and you want to encourage it, not force it, you know. Um, I think that there was this trick that I used to do and it's funny because I ended up finding it in an article. So I'm like, okay, I was on to something. When friends, family, peers, coworkers, whomever would open up to me because for some reason I was always that person that people felt they could just openly talk to about their life. Instead of like giving them information... Instead of like, uh, you know, just bombarding them with a bunch of answers and a bunch of like personal experiences because I've gone through so much in my life, I would just kind of ask them questions to kind of guide them to their own answer. And I think I kind of got that um, approach from when I did a couple therapy sessions when I was younger. In school, the lady would just ask you all these questions and you would eventually come to your own, your own solution. Like you don't even have to, that's what all, that's how all therapy sessions are for the most part. They don't tell you the answer, even if they do know the answer. Cause I'm sure that lady knew the answer to some of my problems. I was a kid. Like instead of that, they ask you the question so that you come to it yourself. So it, it is a more genuine approach. Apparently, according to the psychology uh, today article I had read, that is the best way to go about it, but it's still not a way for you to change people. It's for you to help others change for themselves. You know, you don't want to ever force. It's not something that you ever want to like, um, yeah, force. That's, that's really it. <laughs> the five types of people you can't help. Keep this in mind. And I try to keep this in mind because I feel like I can help every freaking body. And it's become such a huge thing in my life. You just, sometimes you just can't. So five people, people who don't think they need it, people who know they need it, but don't want it, people who don't want it yet, people who don't want it from you, and five people who aren't willing to do what it takes to get it. The one that I was most bothered by was the second one. People who know they need it but don't want it. That is the worst form of sabotage if I've ever heard of it. Like, if you know that you need help and you're will like you're telling yourself that you're not gonna get help, it's just like you're basically saying yes to being miserable. Yes, I, I want to be unhappy, okay? Just leave me alone. Just let me do my toxic stuff. Like, no. If someone's trying to help you, I think that is it's safe to say that you, you need to take it. Or at least, you know what? If you don't even want to take help from someone else, try to help yourself. 
that is very sad to see in people, people who just know that there's a problem that needs to be fixed and they're just turning a blind eye to it. Like, you, I don't know. That one was kind of like really sad. I think that's the worst one out of all the five people. And I think that's also the worst to see in like someone that you're close with, like a friend or a family member. Like there's nothing you could really do except be there for them. But I don't feel like it's, yeah, I think that's just the worst one. And then to go back to, like, my personal experience with my friend and the reason for this episode, I really went into research and really went into detail and finding out and figuring out why people don't want to change, why it's seen so negatively through people. And it's obvious that they don't want to change, but it's like, why? I think that the reaction that I was getting from this friend was kind of crazy, and it was, like, kind of shocking on top of that. But... I think when you come across people like this in your life, it's best to try to see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's hop into it. Let's get into it. Anyways, uh, their environment is holding them back. A lot of people don't want to real, they don't want to accept it, but the company that you keep in the environment that you're in and that you, the people that you surround yourself with, it has a huge impact on you. The things that they do, they're most likely going to ask you to do it with them. Or if you're around them long enough, you're probably going to do it by yourself with them. And if it's not something positive or something that's going to, like, give you a, a one step closer to being where you want to be in life, it's just it's just not good for you. Or um, there are instances where people try to change and they failed and have given up. I, I don't understand why people don't accept failure and rejection well. I'm going to tell you a story real quick, just to, just to go off on a tangent real quick. Okay, so when I moved here to FIU, I'm, I'm smart, right? I'm a smart person. I'm just really good at writing and reading. I think that's really why I'm, I'm good at school, because those are the two things I'm good at. If you ask me about math and science, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> on my transcript, that's a whole nother story. But when I first got here, it was really hard to adjust from being at a state college level to a university level. I had to adjust not only to my environment, to my relationship, to the friends that I thought I had, but also school. Like, the, it's very intense. I don't know how to explain it. Like, the workload was just different. The questions they were asking, the things they were asking of me was just on a completely different scale than what I was asked at a state college. And on a state college level, I don't know how to explain it to you, but, like, they care about you. When you get here, it's like, like literally, you're just a number. They don't care. Unless you show face, unless you legitly go out your way to make yourself be known, they don't care about you. And I think that I wasn't getting it. I wasn't like, I wasn't doing well with the adjustment. And the first two semesters I had here, I was on academic probation, you guys. I never said that to anybody. I always try to make it seem like everything was okay. Like, yeah, girl, I'm out here. I didn't move to Miami. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm out here pretending like everything is good. And I was legit on academic probation. And now I'm a straight-A student on the dean's list. So if I would have just, like, accepted the fact that I'm not good at this stuff and I would have just dropped out whatever the case may have been for whatever I was at at that moment, <clears throat> I would have never gotten to this point where I could say, Yes, I got straight A's. I was at the, <laughs> I was at my professor's office hours every chance I got. I was emailing them so they knew my face and my name. 
and how to spell it because my name's kind of hard to spell like yeah like I would have never gotten to this point I think people need to realize that failure and rejection is a part of success it is right before success so people who don't change if you if you can't get past the failure and you just give up then you're never going to get anywhere you're never going to get anywhere because the moment that you get knocked down that's it that's weak that's weak stuff get that weak mindset out of here okay that's just that's not okay um people obviously uh don't see the benefits or else i feel people would be really trying to change as of today if people were to understand the benefits of changing and to see how positively it influences your life i think everyone would be ready to do it it is hard but when you see the benefits and you start to see the little bit of progress just from the little work that you put in, it's very rewarding. But um, they also don't react well to criticism. I also saw that within my friend. I just, it wasn't to even make them feel bad. Like, I just don't, I don't get that. I'm such a genuine person. Like, I don't, when I say things to people, it's because I walk the walk and I talk the talk. Everything I say, I do it. Everything, for the most part, like 90% of it, maybe 10% I'm lazy or I'm just talking to make you feel good or to talk to give you better advice. But for the most part, I was saying things that was going to help her or him because, yeah, yeah, honestly, both like to help them. And it's just like they just keep giving me this negative this negative vibe and it was just like I'm this criticism is to help you because when I'm doing something wrong, I receive criticism from all my friends. My friends have always been my biggest support system outside of my siblings, all seven of my siblings. But like, I don't know. It's just, okay, we'll, we'll, whatever. We'll just put that on the shelf. Um, they're usually suspicious of your motives. People hate manipulation. So that's very understandable. And out here in this world, it's, it's pretty tough. It's pretty rough. Friends aren't always what they say and what they mean. So... You know, when somebody tells you something, you do have to question whether or not it's going to benefit you and whether or not they're trying to get a one-up on you and they're just telling you false information. But for yourself, I think if they tell you something and you want to look into it, you should personally do that for yourself and don't just take people at their word. I do understand that part. See, we're, we're getting through this and I'm starting to understand it. Uh, they also see little incentives to change. They don't know how to change. They have no role models. Oh, look, they have no role models. Exactly what I said earlier. When people don't have role models, it's very hard to have a clear path of where you want to go. I personally never had a role model. I saw pieces of what I wanted through certain adults in my life when I was younger, but not a full on like role model. And I think that a lot of black women we can say that we don't have a lot. And if you see who I follow on <clears throat> on IG for the most part, it's people like Michelle Obama and Tabitha Brown. Like, Michelle Obama is a very educated woman. She's a great mother. She was a great first lady. She speaks on what she wants. She's just an overall great role model. But as a kid, I didn't know who this lady was. So, like, as a kid, it was just like, I just have to put these pieces together. Like, okay... I see this person is responsible. Okay, I see this person is a um, a great mother, a great educator. I see this person is a, a very emotionally um, aware person, which is something that I think I'm currently starting to work on now, being emotionally aware. 
being attached to your emotions is one thing, but being able to control them and to be in tune with them is another. And I did find that within one of the people that I was like growing up and looking up to. So like just little pieces, but it's very hard for somebody to change and to not see what it looks like and to see whom they can look up to so they can have some sort of mentor. So that is understandable too. Um, there's no support for change. Change threatens their self-image. That's, that's facts. There's no support for change or resources, honestly. When I have to say, at Eastleigh County High School, being around a lot of people that look like me, who went through similar struggles as me, it was like looking in the mirror every day I went to school. We don't have a lot of, we don't have like a strong positive support system unless you were in a program or a sport, which I think was great because like for me, I was in everything. I ended up, I knew that I didn't have a lot of positive influences at home. So like being on a team, being a part of AVID, being a part of CJ, being a part of Interact Club and Pearls Club and uh, what else is part of? I did the softball. Um, like, I did all these things to not just feel a part of something, but to 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 honestly kind of bounce off of their positive energy. Like, these people just were trying to do something with themselves. They were trying to go somewhere. Or at least at the time, that's how their mindsets were. Like, you know, just we're just bouncing off of that, bouncing off of that. And it was great to be a part of that. Like, especially in SGA, before it kind of went into its own direction, like, being with people who wanted to see a positive change and we really thought we was out here doing something at a, a high school SGA event, like, it was great. And stuff like that is honestly what pushed me. So if people don't have things like that going on in their life, I can only imagine how hard it is for them to all of a sudden just wake up one day and have all, you know, they've mustered all this self-discipline out of nowhere and being like, yeah, I'm just going to go out on a tangent and change myself and not really know what it looks like or have, like I said, the resources to do that. So that's, once again, very understandable. Things that change or threaten their self-image is also something I could say I've seen in high school and growing up. When people start telling you that you've switched up on them, especially when it's friends and family, that had that just holds weight in your mind. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at everything that you're doing and you're thinking that, what you were doing or what you the the things that you changed was for the worse. When my friend said what they said to me, I all of a sudden started to question whether or not my change was good or bad for my self-image because I wanted them to look at me and still that way that they used to look at me, you know? When someone tells you that, not only does it discourage you to keep going, but it also makes you feel like what you're doing is going to make you look week especially when I was a kid growing up like in the neighborhood that I was in being in the Dunbar community if you do something that is considered switching up or considered something that's positive and they might they might not like it it may affect your image in some way shape or form it could affect your image if it's not really the things in the Dunbar community back then was really sports like, you know, at the time, I was never, my parents never let me become a cheerleader. But being a cheerleader was like, you was popping back then. And like, I don't know, I don't know. We're we going to keep going. We're going to keep going. They can't tell what's really important. They don't feel courageous enough. They don't feel enough pain yet. 
yes they don't want it enough i think that's the biggest one for me they don't want it enough they're overconfident or arrogant they fear their weaknesses will be exposed oof when i was a junior and i tried out for softball y'all i couldn't catch a ball with a mitt for nothing i caught a black eye from the first day of conditioning like the coach mind you this coach was also my ap history professor uh well professor teacher whatever you want to call him i wasn't dual enrollment so oh whoa, wait hold on ap is not oh, man i'm getting them mixed up anyways he was my ap history teacher and he was also my coach so he's throwing me pop flies pop flies is when they throw the ball above you and you have to just catch it in the air with your mitt as you're like standing and i'm just like i mean i know how to catch if like we're catching footballs and stuff because that's what i would do with my brothers but catch it with a mitt is like a whole different it's just a whole different like game like i don't i just picked up this sport just to try something new and girl walking away from new practices with a black eye <laughs> walking away from new campuses not knowing how to throw and catch a ball was embarrassing it exposed my weaknesses on every level i could run i could i could damn sure run i can outrun all these girls and i did but i couldn't catch or throw that ball like you know it was supposed to and eventually when i did it became a strength and they put me in the outfield so I do understand that, you know, the fear of your weaknesses will be exposed. But stepping out of that comfort zone, because eventually I ended up doing softball for junior and senior year. I wasn't the greatest, but eventually I got the basics down pat. And I also have to keep in mind, these girls were playing softball like their entire life, like starting from Little League. So I wasn't feeling too, too bad that my skills weren't up to par with theirs. But nonetheless, I know they was looking at me like... Oh, here go Atiana, you know, she ain't the strongest, but, you know, she fast, we'll put her on our team. Bam, that was it. So I do understand that. Uh, another reason they don't change is because they're too lazy and undisciplined. Self-discipline and creating self-control is really, really, really hard. People who create these good habits and stuff and people who are willing to change, you have to applaud them and in their process because getting to that point is very difficult. As a person who's gone through it, and it's still going through it. Like, I love when people applaud me for, you know, getting to certain places. But I hate the fact that people don't recognize how much shit you have to go through to get there. Excuse my language. <clears throat> it's just like, yeah, everyone sees me right now as the black girl who is, you know, made it out the city. I'm in Miami. I'm in college. Oh, she's going places. Oh, she's got straight A's. Oh, you know, I wish I could do that. You guys don't know how much shit I go through. <laughs> You don't know how much racist stuff I go through being here in Miami, being black in a very predominantly Spanish area. You don't know how tough it is through these classes and the nights that I stay up crying and stuff, praying that I do well on these exams and stuff. You don't know how hard it is to be on this campus and being away from friends and family in a completely different environment. Sometimes it's depressing. Like, I already have depression, but, like, being here and being alone, like, it's, it's tough. People don't understand you know the process they just applaud you for the stuff that they see the the end result stuff so i do understand people who don't want to change are just being too lazy and undisciplined because once you start disciplining yourself you can start for maybe a week and the next week you're just out of it like damn that first week was really tough and it took everything out of me so i don't i don't know about that second week um uh number 18 they change change requires giving up something they presently value they resist change that's imposed from outside because they are not intrinsically motivated for change and change undermines their self-confidence self-confidence 
I don't know about the last one because honestly, once you change, you guys, I'm telling you now from experience, when you change and you've gone through your process, the end result, because I've gotten to the end result for some changes that I've made, it is absolutely amazing. There is nothing anybody can tell you to make you feel less confident in yourself. If anything, change gives you self-confidence. You might have to be you might have to go through the process of being uncomfortable to get to that point. And at some points you may feel, maybe that's what they're trying to say. You do feel like you're not confident enough for it, which I definitely did at a lot of points. I didn't think I was smart enough to be here, especially when I was on academic probation. I did not think I belonged here. I didn't think I belonged in some of my political science classes because these kids, the words they were using, I was just like, literally on my laptop in class like oh i'm gonna have to use that in my paper like it's it's I, I get it i get it i get it but you guys change is something that has to be embraced in order for us to positively move forward we have to be there for one another especially within the black community we have to bounce this positive energy because nobody's here for us nobody's here we have to be our own role models we have to be the change that we want to see. And I know that sounds so corny, but it's just so freaking true. Like, this interaction that I had with my friend, it was honestly heartbreaking because this friend has been in my life for so long. And they've basically been family to me. But it was just like, now that I've gone through this entire thing, I do understand. I just wish that things could have happened a little bit different. It, it, things could have gone a little bit differently. But to add a solution to it, if I do talk to this friend again... I think that the best situation is to just try to move forward. If if we can, and I hope that this helps with people who are dealing with the situation now with one of their friends or family members, if they want to still be in your life, just try to re-meet as if you guys are strangers. Just start over. Hi, my name's Atiana. Um, uh, I'm a senior at FIU. <clears throat> I'm now kind of like a little hippie. I don't know. I think when you look at my room, I do look like a hippie. So I'm going to just really go with it. I'm really mellow now. I'm not really with the drama. I'm not as aggressive as I used to be. Unless unless it's something I'm passionate about. I think that's just passion, not aggression. But I'm not as aggressive as I used to be. I'm not really into calling people bitches for fun. <laughs> I'm not really into going out and partying as much as I used to. I wasn't really always into that stuff, but there was a point that I was always in the club with friends. Not really into that anymore. The whole turn up thing is a different, It's a. It, it means something different in my book now that I'm older and I've matured. But if this is, if these are people that still want to be in your life and they want to accept you for who you are, be true to yourself and, and tell them to fully accept it if they're going to accept it, not just pieces of you. Change is a beautiful thing, and it should be seen as a beautiful thing, and it should be embraced as such. It shouldn't be seen as something that is negative, and you shouldn't be discouraged from your process because your process is important. I understand going through this list now where my friend was coming from, but moving forward in my life, I just know what I want for myself, and I think that's important for everybody who's listening to remember. So thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you guys come back again. This was kind of fun, honestly. I didn't think this was going to just flow like this. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, please leave a little comment underneath this episode. If you're on iTunes, just leave me a rating and a review. I really, really, really appreciate it, you guys. And bye.